Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. So ladies and gentlemen, Claire Cleary is about to come on and absolutely empower you to own your journey, to step into your greatest possible health, your greatest possible life, your greatest possible relationships. So definitely stay tuned. It's going to be an awesome interview. Before that, I'm talking to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to invest your time and your energy and your money into this process of becoming your best, whether that's listening to podcasts, videos, whether it's taking next steps with people like Claire who can help you to get to where you want to go. Whatever your journey is, I acknowledge you for taking the next step. So thanks for being here. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. And let's see who it's by this week. I think it's by Human Flame. Yep. Human Flame says it gets you going. This live stream, this 12-hour marathon, becoming your greatest possible self, gets you going. Yes, we do. Thanks, Chris, for your energy and positivity that you bring. Love what you are bringing to the table. Thank you so much, Human Flame. I appreciate that feedback. And if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the Apple Podcast Store. And you can give us a review there and get a chance to get shouted out and be the celebrated person who gave us feedback, who uh, just tuned in to the marathon. I appreciate you being here. Appreciate all the support. And we are going to transition into this introduction with Claire. Before that, though, I want you to grab a piece of paper. I want you to grab a pen. Be ready to take notes. This is the gold that you have been waiting for. One idea literally has the power to change everything for you and empower you to get unstuck and empower you to love your life. So definitely stick around all the way through to the end because these ideas are everything. Okay. Let's introduce Claire and then we'll bring her on. Claire Cleary is a life coach, personal trainer, and owner of Claire Cleary Coaching. She started her career in corporate America where she spent over 15 years working for some of the world's most iconic brands. She had a great job and a great life. She felt stuck. She decided to make a big change and pursue a career as a personal trainer. She later got certified to become a life coach so that she could help her clients improve not only their health, but all aspects of their lives, personal and professional. Claire truly believes that there are simple concepts that can make an enormous difference in how you feel and approach life. She helps her clients improve their relationships, reduce stress, gain confidence, and get excited about their lives. She says that we all have the power to feel happy, motivated, and fulfilled, and if you're open to looking at things in a new way, and doing some work, you'll also be able to alter your life in ways you may have not previously even thought possible. And we're blessed to have Claire with us here today. And Claire, are you ready to rock the house and deliver some massive value? I know you are. You are, right? You are. Yes, you are. I'm ready, Chris. <laughs> we are going to have a lot of fun. Thank you for being here. We're live on Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. And how we start this conversation off is diving into being in your prime. Claire, what does that mean for you, being in your prime? Being in your prime. Well, your prime 
I would say in all aspects of your life is really being your best and feeling your best. So that's physically. Mm. And this can be at any age. You know, I'm going to turn 50 in a couple of months. And I can tell you that I feel like I'm in my prime now. And I have a lot of friends and clients and my husband who all feels like we're in the best shape of our lives right now. So being in your prime physically, mentally, feeling like you have your game on, Mm. you are excited about what's going on, you are, you know, taking control of your life, which we're going to talk about today, but really, you know, focused, motivated, and are, you know, happy with what you're doing. I love it. I love it. I I totally agree. And I feel when we are in our prime, we do feel in control. I don't think that's, that's something that we've really touched on today, but I think it's important to feel like we are at least making progress. We're moving towards the things that are meaningful for us versus feeling stuck. And I know that you've felt like that. You have clients who you're helping to break through that and really step into their power and, and yeah. get back control to create a life of happiness, of, of fulfillment, and the life of their dreams. So I, I really love what, what we're already diving into. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you specifically stand for with, with your clients and uh, what you want our audience to know who's just getting connected with you? Okay, great. So I'm all about feeling your best. And I made a change from corporate America first, as you mentioned, to become a personal trainer, Mm -hmm. because working out has always been part of my life. And it just makes me feel great. It helps me, you know, reduce stress, feel strong. Um, There are just so many benefits that I've found. And I wanted to help other people feel the same way. And then As I was working with people and they were feeling better physically, they were feeling stronger and fitter, Mm -hmm. they still were stressed out about things. They were telling me they were going to leave our session. They felt really great, but now they're going to go home and get back in bed because they can't deal with what's going on. Mm -hmm. So then I decided, okay, well, the next great step for me is to become a life coach so that I can help people in all aspects of their lives Mm -hmm. really feel good. So I'm about just making you feel good mentally, physically, loving your life, getting unstuck, things that I went through. Mm -hmm. And now being on the other side, really want to help people do the same because I've had such a such a change in my own life. Hmm. We're, we're going to dive into the journey, Claire, and I really love how you recognize that the things that people wanted and you served them and you delivered and they got into better shape and even with the external results that they were seeking internally, they still weren't fulfilled. They still felt stuck. They still, still felt like, you know, maybe powerless or out of control or whatever else it might be. And I think it's, it's so interesting how, how we get to desire the things that we desire. And I love that you said, Hey, there's actually a deeper challenge or problem or rooted belief or, or stuckness that people are suffering with. How can I go solve that? That really, it's, I would say even more important obstacle and challenge like health is is essential like have having health is number one and like what's driving our our well-being so let's go back into your journey talk about your your corporate journey and uh, you know getting into fitness coaching what was that like how did you get into fitness coaching from corporate yeah so I graduated got a job in corporate America you know worked for some great companies had you know great job and On paper, everything looked great for me. You Mm. know, I was happily married, had a nice house, nice neighborhood, good job, made, you know, good money with good benefits. 
but I just was feeling stuck. I wasn't happy. And it took me a long time struggling, trying to figure out what would make me happy. What could I change? I wasn't sure. And um, at the time, I felt really guilty about having these feelings because I knew I had a really good life. And I felt like I didn't want to complain about it. And I felt alone in this struggle. Now, after having made these changes, you know, I, I decided to follow my passion for fitness, as I said, which then led, led me a few years later to become a life coach. In talking to people, since I made this change and becoming a life coach and working with people, I found that so many people felt the same way yeah. that I did back then. So many people, you know, seem to have everything going well, but just aren't feeling fulfilled or as happy as they want to be. What would you say to someone who's in that position, who on the ex external, outside, everything looks great. Everyone's like, you got a perfect life. Like, what do you have to complain about? But right. deep down inside, they're, they're unfulfilled. What, what do you share with those people? Well, I would say that, number one, you're not alone in feeling like that. Mm. And there are ways to be able to both make changes that can make you feel better, but also feel better where you are right now. Mm. And there are just, as you mentioned in my intro, I really believe there are some basic concepts, things that you can do that take some work, but you can really feel better where you are right away by mm. working on these things. Yeah. I think that's, that's important to note that Yes, there's a dream destination of, oh, I want my life to feel like this all the time and feel amazing and be, you know, sparkles and rainbows and stuff. And that, that might be a journey, quote unquote, to get to that, that point of being so in love with our lives, right? And I think we're always on the journey. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. I also think it's important to remind people like, hey, you can actually feel this right now. You don't have to wait until you get somewhere or there to finally feel happy and fulfilled. So I think that's, that's yeah. important. And I think that's especially important because we so often are looking for other external things to mm. make us happy, right? We think once I get the promotion, once I get married, once I get this house, once we go on this vacation, all these external things, once this happens, then I'm going to feel happy. Then I'm not going to be stressed. Then I'm going to be, you know, content or fulfilled. And it's never that. It may seem that way for a little while. You get that job, you marry the guy, whatever it is, and you're happy. But it's not those things that are really bringing you the happiness and fulfillment inside that are lasting. So then you wind up right back where you were. So you really, you want to deal with inside. Yeah. And I'm curious because I know oftentimes mothers say that their identity can be tied up in being a mom and being, you know, there for their kids. Did you, do you find that that's a challenge with work as well for some people who may maybe tie their identities to work? Like what happens if someone is not like clear on who they are, but they put their value in some kind of role or title? That, yes, definitely. When we have, so say, your identity is tied up with your job yeah. and then you lose your job mm. or you, you know, don't make the big sale or pitch or promotion or whatever it is. Mm. When you're relying on anything external 
to make you happy or give you self-worth, then you're always a victim to that external thing. You're always needing something else to give you, you know, validation, happiness. So you don't want to be in that position ever. You want to, you know, take control of it yourself so that you can find those positive feelings on your own and not need those external things. That's a really, really important point. That's awesome. Awesome, Claire. I want to talk about the things, the tactics, strategies that you were mentioning to be able to get unstuck and to feel better now. Like, what can we start doing today? So I would say a key concept that changed my life and, and, and my clients' lives is realizing that our thoughts control everything. Hmm. And as we discussed, we think it's these external things that control how we feel, but it's not, it's our thoughts. You know, often we think, oh, um, my mother-in-law made me annoyed. My boss makes me stressed out. Mm -hmm. My commute makes me feel miserable. And I used to feel this way too. My commute made me miserable. I changed my job to be closer to home. Mm -hmm. And now what I've learned is it's always what you're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And, and, you can know this is true by realizing that the same situation, two different people have two different thoughts and yeah. feel two different ways about it, right? So your job, your at your job, and your boss can come in and hand you a new, really big project with a very tight deadline, mm. and it could make you feel really stressed out about it and think, oh, you know, he's testing me. He wants to. He wants me to fail that this is, he's like setting me up for something bad. And the next person over could think, this is such a great opportunity for me. I'm going to prove myself. It's going to get me promoted. And it's, it's really how you think about it. Mm. And, you know, there are always different ways to look at things. And I think, you know, there's a lot thrown around about positivity. And sometimes people think, oh, you know, it's too, you know, not everything's great. And not everything's great. We don't, always want to be happy about everything. We don't want to be happy about people dying or a bad, you know, situation with our health, but you want to think about what's going to make your life the best. And when there's an opportunity to look at a positive side of something or to focus on a negative side of something, what's going to make you feel better in your daily life? It's not silly to pick the more positive thing. It makes you feel better. So why not focus on that? Yeah, I, I love it. I love that we are really writing our own story, so to speak. And the thing happens, but how do we interpret it? And if we consciously choose our interpretations and the meaning we give things and the thoughts that we think, or at least yeah. make an effort to, it's not. we're not always going to choose empowering thoughts. We're going to get into tizzies. We're going to get upset. We're going to get yeah. you know frustrated. That stuff happens and how do we how do we bounce back from it so what i want to hear claire uh, is with your clients how do you help them identify some circumstances things that they are are not having empowering thoughts or you know how do you help them shift the way that they think about things so uh, usually when people say they're stuck the two things are in a job or with a relationship mm. those are the two main things and really you're looking the a way to go about dealing with this is the same for both. So 
so often people think, oh, you know, now I'm, so, I'm in this relationship and I'm so sick of it. It was great at the beginning or the job, same thing. So again, going back to your thoughts. So what were you thinking when you first say it's a re your relationship? Mm -hmm. When you first met your partner, what were you thinking about that person? You were probably thinking, oh, they're fun. They're interesting. Either, you know, oh, we have so much in common. It's great. Or, oh, they're so different. They do all these interesting, exciting things that I'm not used to. You have all these positive thoughts about the person. Uh, I'm so attracted to this person. Mm -hmm. And what are your thoughts now? Your thoughts now are probably none of those things. They're probably... Oh, he, t he says the same jokes over and over. I've been doing the same thing forever. <laughs> oh, he's lazy. He doesn't help me. We oh. It's all these negative things. And sometimes maybe things have changed a little bit. Maybe somebody has, you know, let themselves go a little mm -hmm. bit or isn't making quite the effort. But a lot of times we've just changed our thoughts, mm -hmm. right? So. How can we go back to thinking positive things? Mm -hmm. And again, positive things, but, but believable to you, mm -hmm. right? So if, if this person has let themselves go and you're not feeling as attracted to him or her anymore, it's not thinking, yeah, this person's so sexy. If you don't really believe it, right. but, oh, you know, what this person does for you that you find, you know, brings you love and what you could be grateful for. Gratitudes are another really great thing mm. to think about what you are grateful for. You know, with your job, you may be thinking, you know, your boss is overbearing, the people you work with are annoying, you're bored by your job already. But why are you still there? So you might say, I'm stuck, I have to be there. But why do you have to be there? You have to be there because it's giving you great benefits, health benefits that you want for you and your family. It's giving you money so that you can pay for your mortgage, pay for your car, send your kids to school, go on vacation. It's providing you networking opportunities, you know, meeting people that you'll be able to wind up getting another job with. There are things that are benefiting you there. So it's thinking about those things. Yeah. That's that's super powerful. And even when you were saying like to not not be quote unquote Pollyannish and say, oh, once I, I, I used to see this person as a slob or maybe they let themselves go and oh my gosh, this is the sexiest person I know. Yeah. That's that's unrealistic. I also think what you were saying um, in combination with like what what is sexy about them? What is something I can point out that I like that I'm attracted to? May not I may not see it all in the whole package, how can I focus on one detail that I like? And if it's not sexy, then attractive. It's not attractive, you know, being a great provider, being a great, you know, spouse or partner or whatever it might be. So it's like really looking at what can I be grateful for? What can I focus on? And then highlight that because it's so easy to pay attention to all the things that we don't like. Right. This person's a good partner when we go out and are with other yeah. people. Yeah. They support me and they make other people laugh. They're a good conversationalist or mm. whatever that is. Um, but yeah, focusing on 
you know, I was speaking to someone recently, a client who's really stressed out. She's a working mom. She and her husband both work and they have kids that are all involved in sports. And she's always kind of stressed and complaining about being overwhelmed and having to take the kids on the weekend to all these different sporting events. And it costs a lot of money mm-hmm. to sign up for these tournaments, drive them around, maybe go places where you have to have hotel rooms overnight or fly there. And so the first thing is realizing this is a choice, mm-hmm. right? We often think, I have to do this. You don't really have to do this. You don't have to take care of your sick mother, take your kids to sporting events, you know, all these things that we feel like we have to do, you're really making a choice to do this. There are plenty of people that that aren't doing these things. Yep. And so again, why are you making this choice? So when I asked her, why, you know, why are you making this choice to spend all your time and money bringing your kids to the sporting, just don't sign them up for sports. Well, in the end, we come down to it gives the kids confidence. Mm-hmm. It has helped their social lives. It, you know, provides uh, also something for their school record. And maybe, you know, they'll go on to be able to do this in college to yeah. get them into a better school. So there are all these benefits. So realizing that actually you're not a victim, you're not stuck doing this, that you've, number one, made the choice. And then you have, these are your good reasons. You've chosen to do this. You've made your kids a priority and you're choosing to do this. And it just makes you feel better as you're driving three hours to the next, you know, (laughs) soccer tournament. (laughs) Realizing that you're making choices and you have good reasons and you can feel good about it rather than feeling miserable about it. Yeah, this is such a such a great example. And I think the obligation, the feeling of obligation, like we, we all want to be free. We all, all want to be living our greatest possible selves. And when we think that we have to do something, we don't have a choice and we start to interpret it as someone is forcing us to do things. We start to build up resentment and that's just, that just doesn't work. So yeah. I love how you said with a choice, with choosing it, how can I choose this? And really, I think getting connected with the why, why am I choosing this? And yeah. to remind ourselves of that, I think that that can shift everything for us, Claire. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This is is great. I want to talk about the relationship and go back to that because I think when when people feel like the relationship has changed, they might say something like the spark has, has gone from the relationship. Is that is that something you can reignite or is that like once it's gone, it's gone? Well, oh no. I mean I definitely think you can reignite it. And again, it's watching what your thoughts are mm-hmm. about the person. It's thinking about those things that you appreciate. And then, you know, we so often get caught up in our own lives and we're busy and maybe, you know, your spouse walks through the door and instead of greeting them, I love you, a kiss, how was your day? You are just busy running around with the kids, making dinner, you're on the phone, you're on social media, hey, you know, not even really acknowledging. And think about, the difference of the, you know, it's so funny. We have dogs and people always say, you know, it's so great when you come home and the dogs just give you all this love. <laughs> and then, you know, you think about your, the people in your life right. are kind of not even paying attention when you, when you come in the room, but we love that, right? Wow. We love to be appreciated. Um, 
you know, studies have shown in work that people are so much, you know, happier at work and more fulfilled when they're acknowledged and appreciated by management. And it's the same thing in life, right? We try and do this with our children. We do this at work and then we tell our children, good job, I love you, you know, say good things to them, reinforce good habits. But often as adults, one-on-one to friends or family members, Mm. we're not, you know, expressing that same gratitude, affection. And uh, I think it makes makes a really big difference for people to feel, you know, that's a love still there and they're appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's interesting because sometimes I can feel like it takes effort or it feels like a burden simply to do that. If we've been in a momentum of complaining about things or not having given someone appreciation or a, a track record, so to speak, of someone kind of irritating us and it's like, uh-huh. oh, I don't really like this person. Uh, it can feel like effort and there's resistance there. When people are feeling that and they feel like kind of stuck with that energy, what do you recommend to those people? Well, again, it goes back to how is it all coming back to you, yeah. right? So how is it going to change if you just start noticing the positives and saying a few nice words? Mm. Aren't you going to feel better being in a relationship with someone that you feel happy about and is happy when they walk in the door to see you mm. rather than you both having these kind of walls up? You know, that person probably isn't excited to walk in the door and see you if you're not happy greeting them. Right. So it goes back to think about it's going to change your life. As you know, we mentioned before, there are these things that they're not difficult, but they definitely take paying attention to noticing how you're thinking, noticing how you're acting. And then how does it ask yourself, how does it feel? How things are going now? Mm -hmm. Am I happy with this? Wouldn't it be much nicer if someone walked in the door and was happy to see me and I was happy to see him? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so good. So shifting our thoughts and how we see things, that's like one of the yeah. most powerful things that we can yeah. do. What else, what else can we do to take back our power to really love our lives? What do you think is important in the, in the recipe for that, Claire? So I think that creating a lot of times we feel stuck because we feel like we're on this hamster wheel we're Mm. so busy and we're just doing the same we're just waking up and trying to get stuff done get the kids to school get to our jobs whatever we're doing the same thing over and over again and then you look back and you know how you're like where did the summer go where did the year go where did every it's like this where did people always saying this right where does the time go i'm so crazy um but paying more attention to what you're doing And then consciously, you know, adding some variety into your life, adding some challenges, Mm. setting up a goal Mm. for yourself, things to break it up that you can look back and rather just being the same thing over and over again, sitting down and taking some time. A really great exercise is thinking about where do you want to be in Mm. five or 10 years? You know, a lot of times, you know, businesses do this. They project out where they want to be in 5, 10, 15, whatever it is, years. But we don't often do that for ourselves. And this is really important because this time is going to just fly by. So if you're thinking to yourself, where do I want to be in five years? And then 
what do I need to do to get there? Mm. What do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? Yeah. Right. And start making, start breaking that down because you're going to wind up there and, you know, you, you can definitely plan it out and wind up where you want to be as opposed to just kind of drifting along and seeing where you wind up. Yeah. I think it's, it's so important to have a destination of where we want to go without that. It's like, we're a a boat, a drift at sea, right? Just like floating around. Well, I could go to this Island, could go to this Island, could go there, but ah, we'll just see where the winds take us. And where, where is that going to go? Where are you going to go? Like you're going to wander, you're going to wind up in some shore, some port that you didn't ever want to go to. (laughs) Yeah. And it goes back to the whole kind of victim taking control thing. Like you're just either at other people's, you know, their needs, you're following what other people are asking you to do, or you have a plan and that plan will help get you focused and help you make decisions. Mm. You know, if if you know where you want to go, you set your priorities. And then as things come up, opportunities come up, Mm. you can decide, is this going to get me toward closer to my goal? Or is this kind of taking me off track somewhere else? Mm. Even good opportunities will come up, but that's not the direction you want to be going in. You want to be going this other direction. So it keeps you on track. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim Rohn has a a great quote as well. He's a beautiful, beautiful philosopher. And he said, what do other people have planned for your life? Not much, (laughs) right? Like they, they just want to achieve whatever their agenda is. So if, if you have, you know, if you don't have something, then you're going to be like, quote unquote, used. you're going to just be another like piece of their puzzle instead of making your own, instead of making your own beautiful life mosaic and masterpiece. That's right. And that kind of, that, leads me into another similar point about other people's priorities. Mm. A lot of times people, and especially you mentioned moms and moms and working moms feel like they're spending all of their time doing things for other people Mm. and they don't have time for themselves, right? So they're stuck because they don't have time to take care of themselves. They don't have time to pursue a new hobby or career or whatever it is because they're busy taking care of all these other people. And, uh, so that's, you know, that that's a tough one. And again, it takes acknowledging, number one, that you're making choices and you're choosing to put everyone else ahead of you. And what you need to do is block off some time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And we so often are great at keeping commitments to other people but not ourselves, yep. right? So if, if you promised your friend or girlfriend or neighbor that you would show up for them, pick them up from somewhere, meet them somewhere to do something, and something, you know, something suddenly comes up, mm-hmm. you would say, no, I have a commitment, and you would show up for that person. Yep. But so often we plan to do things for ourselves, and then we blow ourselves off. Mm. right like oh i'm gonna go to the gym tomorrow oh i'm gonna work on my business plan i'm gonna whatever it is for ourselves, and then we don't do it Mm. and so we get in this like relationship with ourselves that's not good we know we can't rely on ourselves we know our friends know they can rely on us our spouse Mm. knows they can rely on us but we don't think we know that we can't rely on us Mm. ourselves so it's really important to get in this habit of making a promise to yourself, making a commitment, 
and actually keeping it, following mm. through. And then you teach yourself that when you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it for yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. really powerful. Yeah. And it starts with, it's like the little things too. You know, I think some people can, can overlook it and say, oh, well, I'm there at the birthday parties. I'm there at the soccer games. I'm there, da, 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 da. And they rattle off this list. But if they don't really look and take a, a good, honest look at, hey, am I actually showing up for the little things for me that we can take for granted, you know, even meditating in the morning or journaling or reading a book or whatever it might be, yeah. just giving us our, ourselves some space. I think that we can overlook that and say, but look at all this other stuff I'm doing. And it's in those kind of blind spots that we really need help. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about having a life coach, having someone who's there to help you yeah. really create a plan for how do you want your life to look and how are you going to achieve it and then along the journey there's a hundred percent going to be challenges obstacles things that come up and how do we respond to them oh right that's another really good point that you know so often well really always when we are feeling you know frustrated about mm. things it's because things aren't going the way they we think they should go right mm -hmm. but just knowing this is just for part of your, I think, daily sanity, <laughs> knowing that things are not going to go as planned yeah. and being able to realize this, you know, th again, everything's not always going to be positive, but realizing like, okay, I can handle this. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, not getting frustrated by the fact that things aren't exactly the way you want, but being able to deal with things as they arise. Yeah. 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 I think it's, um, is it being, being unattached, attached versus like unattached, like you want to be committed yeah. to, um, to, to being your best and like show up and like do that. But in the face of change and adversity and things like, are you going to be miserable and mope? Or are you going to say, Hey, I get to adapt. I get to be flexible with what comes because I can't just expect everything to always work out. I, I get to be ready. If failure happens, if, if adversity, if setback, defeat, whatever it might be, how do I respond to that? How do I, how do I yeah. show up in spite of the difficulties? Yeah. And it's funny. So often we're, especially with relationships we get really frustrated by people who continue to act the same way they've always act right mm. so like at the holidays uh, you know you're even though your mother-in-law or uncle or whoever you know causes you aggravation and grief you're thinking you're going into the holiday wanting this person to act the way you want them to act even though history has shown you know, your mother-in-law is always <laughs> going to criticize the way you're cooking or parenting. Your uncle is always going to be whatever he's doing, drinking too much, you know. And then we get frustrated each time, even though we know this is the way people are. So being able to just say, that's just crazy Uncle Jim, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And that's, and that's fine. It doesn't have to make me so stressed out and ruin my holiday because that's the way this person's you know this person's acting yeah claire would you say that's just a decision that people make like i'm i'm not going to be disturbed i'm not going to be you know like thrown off i'm not going to be upset because of this is it is it acceptance is it a decision like what what needs to happen i think it's well it's realizing that and this is this is something you know definitely took me a lot of work to do myself. <laughs> and I think is a huge thing for 
for most people. Yeah. But realizing we can't control other people. And it seems, yeah, that's obvious. But we, whether, you know, we do think that we can control other people. Mm. We think that we're going to be able to um, affect how other people act and feel. Mm. And, and we can't. And you may not think that you're really trying to be manipulative, mm. but we do things in ways, you know, maybe subtler ways to try and get people to act a certain way. And then if if you're letting yourself be affected by that, then again, you're you're being a victim to something you're never going to be able to have control over. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's a super important part of like life. When it doesn't go our way, how do we how do we respond? Do we try to you know kind of like manipulate or weasel our way to get what we want, or do we like clearly communicate and establish boundaries? I think a lot of people have a challenge with communicating what is important to them and what they need, what what their needs are, what they what they want. What are the non negotiables uh, in in relationships and life? Yeah. And it just causes so much frustration, you know, mm -hmm. talking about relationships. Um, I guess now I'm at the age, a lot of people are getting divorced and mm -hmm. a big thing, you know, the exes or even family members dealing with the exes. And when there's children involved, these people are all going to have to deal with each other their whole life. Right. Mm -hmm. And it can cause a lot of stress now that people are separated, mm. you know, trying to work things out. Yeah. But thinking about you're not going to be able to control this person and to let that person continually stress you out, stress, you know, the rest of your family out, make you feel miserable. You're not going to change that person over and over again. But I just want her to show up when mm. she's supposed to. I just want her to stop saying nasty things about me. I just want her to you know, be pay for what she's supposed to pay for. She's never, she's not going to do that. Just like accept that and, and it'll save you so mm. much aggravation and frustration. Yeah. It's like, if only, if only she'd, if only he'd, yeah. you know, like then yeah. I could be at peace. Then I could finally yeah. be happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. This is, this is super important for people to just recognize where are we not being empowered in our life? Where are we not taking control? Where are we not loving our lives? And I think yeah. some people can just even be at the point where they're like, man, I don't even know what to do anymore. I, I just feel so lost. Like everything I've tried, it doesn't, doesn't work, doesn't get me to where I want to go. For those people who are kind of resigned and just feeling overwhelmed, like they don't even know what else to do, what would you say to those people? Well, if you're if it's about past, mm. so right, a lot of people, I've tried this before, I've tried to start my own business, it haven't worked, mm. I've tried to lose weight before, I've never been able to keep it off. So the first thing is, the past only ex the past is over, right? It only exists now in your mind how you're thinking about it. And again, you get to choose how you're thinking about it. So you can choose to say, well, I learned a lot of things in business about what doesn't work, right? And now I'm going to take what I've learned, I'm going to move forward. Or, you know, same thing with dieting or exercise. I learned what doesn't work for me and I'm going to move forward mm. where you can be focusing on the past. And I love thinking about being in a car and using your GPS. Yes. You know, when you get in and you program where you want to go, 
The car doesn't ask you, how did you get here? Where have you been? What roads did you take to get here? It doesn't care. All it is asking you is where you want to go. And now we're going to get there. I love it. Like that's where you are now. We're going to focus on where you are now and what you need to get there. Your past doesn't really have anything to do with it except what can help you move forward. I know that designing a life in the future is it's important to to create that clear vision. I'm curious what are your thoughts on looking at the past to get awareness as far as like what works, what doesn't work, what am I passionate about, what am I not passionate about? Do you do you help your clients go through a process to get clear on like what they don't want to do anymore or you know is it is it always forward thinking? How do you use the past and the future? So, well, how life coaching is different from therapy. Mm. Therapy uh, looks into your past and really, you know, digs back in there and uses your past to find out things about yourself and dig up. Life Mm. coaching is much more just looking at where you are, what you want, and looking to how to move you forward in the direction that you want to go. That being said, we do look back and see what have you tried that hasn't worked and has worked. What have you liked in the past? Why, you know, why, why have things gone this way or that? You know, how are you feeling about that? And what do we want to take from that and move forward? But we don't spend a lot of time um, going back and working out old details. Right. And like reliving it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't need that. Um, in terms of being present, like what do you recommend for people to be really present and love their life? Because sometimes we can even get caught up living for the future and someday when everything is all better, when the kids have moved out, when I'm finally making yes. the money, et cetera, what do you recommend for that mindset? That's, yeah. Well, again, the gratitude journal, you know, and typically I would say do that first thing in the morning or last thing at night. And that really helps you think about the good things in your life, mm-hmm. uh, makes you appreciate things more. Uh, you know, you're thinking about thinking about the present. Um, and then being conscious about what you're thinking and what you're doing, trying to start noticing what what your thoughts are as you're going through your day. And if, you know, negative feelings arise, if you're getting aggravated about things, if you're feeling, you know, stuck or what do you, what thoughts are going through your mind? And you're going to start noticing, probably most people do, um, you know, self-sabotaging thoughts, some negative thoughts. uh, And that's when you can really take power because you can start dealing with those negative thoughts, you know, you may be thinking, um, if you want to pursue something, something recently, I was working with a woman and she, you know, she wants to lose weight and she wants to be going to the gym and she just can't motivate herself. So this is often right. People know what they want to do, but they can motivation is a huge problem for people. So your why is a really big thing, as we discussed before, thinking about why you're doing something and finding something really meaningful that's going to keep you going, um, to really be able to, to dig into that when, when you're lacking motivation. But the other thing besides why, because a lot of people talk about why, and that is important, but the other thing we don't often talk about is 
noticing at the time. So I said to this woman, okay, so you, you know, you plan to go to the gym, you have all your stuff ready. She said, sometimes I even put on my clothes, but I don't make it out the door. I just don't want to go. And I said, what are you thinking? What, what do you think you were really thinking there? Mm. And when you dig into those thoughts, there are things like, I've tried this before and it hasn't worked. It's going to be so hard when I get there. I don't, I feel embarrassed at the gym. I don't like being there around other people. So there are all these negative thoughts. Of course, she doesn't want to walk out the door, <laughs> right? Even though her why is strong, yeah. she, you know, wants to lose weight for health reasons. She still has these horrible thoughts going through her mind. Who, you know, who want to, who want to deal with that? So then now we can look at those thoughts and get her better thoughts and a better plan to move forward. So when you start like being conscious of that, you'll realize that's because often people say, I just can't do it. I don't know why I want to do it, but I can't motivate. Ask yourself at that time, what thoughts am I having about that? And Mm -hmm. it's often that this isn't going to work. I'm going to put in all this effort. It's not going to work. You know, I've tried this before. It's going to be painful. Oh man, <laughs> it sounds terrible just talking about it. I'm like, right? oh, so you start I don't know. Thinking about the pot, you know, you just got to turn it around again. Believable things. Yeah. But, you know, I can do this. I have a plan, you know, make a plan, yeah. small steps, break everything down, and, and, start moving forward yeah. yeah i think it's it's great and i love that it's about motivation because i think a lot of us feel like we don't have the motivation to go after what we want we think we've you know done all the work we're, we're like i'm clear on my why things like that but in the moment there actually might be some self-sabotaging thoughts and patterns that happen that take yeah. us out of the game um does that relate to people's fears would you say that like the fears stop us or what, what would you say if people get scared towards going after what's important important to them fear yeah i mean fear is huge right so i would say again identify what the fear is and then question it you know we're often kind of have i used to have what i described as i would say i just have like free floating anxiety i just was you know just always felt like i don't know anxious all the time mm-hmm. and it's really again, change my life and just thinking about noticing what specific thoughts am I having? Mm. Like, I'm not just, you know, I felt like these feelings were just overwhelming me. But, you know, we have fears, you know, you want to leave a relationship and people think, um, I'm not going to be able to survive on my own. Mm. I'm going to, my kids are going to be ruined. And then questioning those things. Is that really true? Right? Can you? Are you financially going to be able to support yourself? Mm. Are your kids' lives going to be ruined? Or are they going to get through it? Are you going to be able to, whatever these things are, if with a job, we're scared to mm. try something new. Often with a job, people are scared to put themselves out there for fear that what they're offering to the world won't be accepted, right? But what's so ironic about that is if you're not, you're already in that state right? You're thinking, oh, if I make my offer out there, what if no one takes me up on it? Mm. Well, where are you now? No one's taking you up on it, right? So, so just start questioning those things. And then, you know, what's, what if the worst thing that you're imagining happens? Mm. Can you handle it? 
you, you probably can and then plan for how you can handle it. Yeah. So plan for that in advance. What's your kind of plan B? What will you do? Mm. And then you can have some more confidence going into it. Yeah. Also, I think talking it out with someone who's like a trusted, you know, coach or, or friend or accountability partner, or whatever it might be, just getting it out of our own head and communicating yeah. about it, it like frees us up so much. Yeah. And that person often, again, when you're in your own head like that, you're thinking, you know, worse thoughts, kind mm -hmm. of like you can start spiraling, but someone else can point out to you, you know, we're always harder on ourselves, right? Yeah. And, and a friend can often say to you, you know, no, you're great. This is going to succeed. You know, oh, you can, you can do it. You know, someone can be your cheerleader if you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people today want to have a better life. And we talked about motivation. Do you think that there's a, a group of people who want to have a better life and say they want to have a better life, but they actually don't do what it takes to get the better life? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to be ready for this. You know, I definitely, when I started my own personal development journey and was training to become a life coach, I was so excited to share all the information and want everyone else to yeah. feel, you know, as great as I did. And definitely some people in kind of enjoy the drama or they're just maybe, you know, not ready to get out of it or they're stuck in. They want to hate that ex. They want to hate, you know, this person. It's a lot easier to blame people. No, he, people aren't ready to hear that it's your own thoughts that are making you feel that way. No, he's making me feel that way. He really is making me feel that way. You know, people are not ready to as empowering as it is. It's also, you know, nice to just have a scapegoat, right. Yeah. And blame things on other people. Yeah. So, and I, I think it also yeah. takes a growth period that sucks when you take your power back because then you have to say, wait, like all those years I spent spinning my wheels or complaining or, you know, justifying playing the victim. Uh, that was actually me. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> that, that, yeah. can be, that can be humbling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I spent years looking what's going to make me feel better. I changed schools and jobs and relationships and you know nothing ever lasted you know mm. but got good feeling doesn't last long yeah um what do you think it takes to make a change and have it stick and have it be like permanent because i know some people can try new things and do new things but it doesn't actually stick they don't stick with it long enough to see the results what do you think it takes to have it stick well often People start, you know, we're coming up on New Year's. Yep. So that's going to be, you know, all the people with their New Year's resolutions. And I think it's, there's like a day in February early on that's, you know, National Ditch the New Year's Resolution. Oh. People get really motivated. <laughs> and the problem is when you try and go from zero mm. to, you know, we're all motivated and we're like all in at the beginning, but it's really too much. You can't, you know, go from eating fast food, sitting on your couch all day long mm. to eating salads and going to the gym five days a week for an hour. There's only so long you could do that. So really breaking things down into small mm. achievable goals so that you can, it goes back to what I was saying about keeping your promise to yourself, but 
You can keep doing this, show yourself that you're doing this, make it a part of your life that, you know, that you're not going to burn out. You have to like gradually grow into this. You have to, you have to do things that on a scale of one to 10, when you ask yourself, how doable is this for me? You want to be rating this a nine or 10 yeah. when you're going to make a big change. Mm. It's 10. I can definitely do this. I can definitely drink two extra glasses of water a day. I got this. No problem. You know, I can definitely write four sentences of my blog or whatever it is a day. Easy things that you can consistently because that's key. Consistently do, consistently check off that you've done it, feel good about it, and you know, make progress. Yeah, I, I yeah. love that. Just making it small incremental steps, and then also, I, I think this is like one of the first times I've ever heard this. How doable is this on a scale of one to ten? And like really assessing what is our likelihood of su of success with this? How doable is this? If I, am I like a heck freaking yes? Or in the background of my mind, am I like, oh, wait, what about all these things that I have to do? Yeah. Like give us our, give ourselves an honest answer to that question. That's, that's super valuable. Yeah. It really, you want to be in it long-term because mm. that's why people burn out. I would say it's the top thing that comes to my mind is it's just too much. They just can't sustain. Yeah. Claire, this has been super awesome and really to help people step into their greatest possible self, their motivation. Uh, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you feel is, is important in the work that you do with your clients, the things that, that stand out for you as far as your coaching and uh, anything else you wanted to share with our audience today? No, I think we may basically covered it. You know, uh, again, I just, you know, again, I want to share that I just think that these concepts are so life changing. And if you just take away a little piece of this and start, you know, thinking about your thoughts and taking some time to journal and gratitude and um, planning, you know, thinking about what you want in five years, if you, if you start working on any of these things, mm. it really can change, can change your life in ways that you might not have imagined. Yeah. Mm. Amen. So I want to know how can people stay connected with you, Claire? What do they do next to have a conversation with you to find out about how you might be able to support them on living a life that they love, getting unstuck and being their greatest possible self? Yeah, I would love to connect with everyone. Um, so my company is Claire Cleary Coaching. Mm. Uh, my website is ClaireClearyCoaching.com. And that has information uh, about my Packages on there. You can connect with me. I'm on Facebook at Facebook Claire Cleary Coaching, and I post, you know, motivational posts and exercise videos. And uh, please feel free to reach out to me. I would love to connect with you. Beautiful. I know you also have a special giveaway for our audience here today. Yes. Uh, can you tell us about the five keys to loving your life? Yes. So I have a booklet that I'm happy to give away. And I think we're going to put the link in and you guys can just fill out your email and get that uh, emailed to you. It's called five keys to loving your life. Yes. So I hope that's helpful to everyone. Yeah. 
I'm all about loving our lives. <laughs> this is awesome. Claire, you are a superstar. And I know the clients who, who work with you, they're really able to take on whatever's going on in their life, whatever challenges, whatever setbacks, defeats, blocks, obstacles, difficult relationships, whatever life throws at them. I know they're empowered with you and they work with you. So I really appreciate your support you. with us so that we can shift our thoughts and take steps into our greatest possible self. I know my audience loved it. So thank you for being here. Thank you. I look forward to having you back on again in the future. Great. Awesome. You have a great rest of your day. We'll see you soon. Bye. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com, and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow, and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.